Hi, I'm Big Nakuma, and I'm Audio Nerd sixty four, and we are your g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g g we are, are logging on this week. Uh, late. With the, late. Mm-hmm. I, I just finished grad school. Oh, congratulations. Yay. I can't believe you said it like that. You just, you made it so that I had to do that. I, <laughs> no. It's okay. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Congratulations. Oh I'm so proud of you. It's a savior for, for the podcast. Thank I'm so you. proud. Oh, I'm, I did it. I'm tired. You're very tired. You've been very grumpy. <laughs> Grad school makes people grumpy. Uh, isn't that the truth? Uh, logging on with Nintendo's Labo VR. Mm, mm. It's too bad. Mortal Kombat 11, or some might say Mortal Kombat Black Lives Matter. Stop it. He's gone. <laughs> City Skylines, Predator, Ghost Recon, Riot Games, Fortnite, Destiny, Warframe, and The Division. I'm tired. There's a lot. Again. It's too much. It's because we took a break. Uh, what are we nerding out about? These past two weeks in nerddom, we're talking Detective Pikachu, Invader Zim, <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life, Sonic the Hedgehog, Chewbacca, mm. Disney movies, generally. And the spoiler horn will sound for Spider-Man, which literally, we, we have to talk about the whole, like, yeah, the, the spoiler situation I'll, that we find ourselves in as a society. I'll put in one horn, and then we're immediately going to talk about the spoilers. Just going to mirror the pacing of the Far From Home trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Did they give time for someone to, like, move their thumb to hit pause? I don't think so. I don't know. Finally, we had a wonderful conversation. (laughs) Big Nick, I think you have to be a little bit more specific. This is Gamer Friends. We always have wonderful conversations. That's true. Um, Friend of the show, colleague of the show, Otaku B, joins us to discuss lots of things, really. Mainly PC Master Race. Mortal Kombat 11 in depth. Yes. All the drama, including the racism. <laughs> Whoever thought we'd get to the day we see racism in Mortal Kombat. And we're seeing a collective fuck Delta to Delta's anti unionizing campaign, which has taken over the internet. A hot mess. It's a huge mess. We're going to get into it, though. Yeah. All right. So let's log on. What are we, what are we starting with? We're going to start with a laundry list of things that we don't have time to talk about. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, three weeks, a lot has happened. uh, And we're not even going to cover everything. Uh, We're just going to scratch the surface on a few things. But here's a laundry list of items that I wanted to talk about, but really don't have time to. Fortnite redid their map again. They destroyed Tilted Towers with a volcano. And there's some new stuff coming out. Uh, of the volcano area. Again, I don't play Fortnite, so it's a little hard uh, to describe <laughs> this. This, this general thing that's happening. But I am proud of them for continually, you know, redoing their map. I'm not proud of them for the crunch. Not proud of them for the crunch. It, it is crunch map glory. 
Games as a service is great for the industry, though. Anyway. Destiny 2, the season of the drifter or whatever it's called <laughs> um <laughs> how far we have come i love it how still. far we have fallen i love it still uh it's Aww. ending this is the last full week um and oh. then the new season season of opulence which they've officially not stated as season of redacted which they have kept doing even though it was data mined as season of opulence like six months ago wow uh Taking a page right out of an uh, in-games playbook. <laughs> I know, right? Um, they are releasing the new raid on day one, which will be June 4th. So lots of info coming out about that that we won't cover this week. Warframe is getting an update. Warframe is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the looter shooter <laughs> genre in the sense that <laughs> they definitely deserve more attention because they're actually really solid addition to the whole, you know, family. Right. But no one cares that much. And even when they do great big things, they get overshadowed by their bigger brother. That's very true. Unfortunately true. Anyway, big Warframe update coming out for fans of that franchise. And finally, The Division 2 getting a big title update uh, today slash tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, And raids are coming. They're going to announce, they said early this week, so we should know any day now, uh, when that date is. So very excited for that. And I will talk about it more in depth at a later date when we actually know something. All right, let's get into this list. Mortal Kombat 11, stirring up controversy. <laughs> it's stirring up controversy both on the left and the right. The left is mad that Ronda get my ass kicked because I talk too much shit. Rousey. I can't believe she's in it. It's a voice. <laughs> Apparently, her voice acting is not even that. So she can't even, like, they can't even, like, have her stand on the leg of, She's Lego. not well, good the- at anything. <laughs> and it's okay to say. <laughs> yes. Um... Well, she is good at being transphobic. She's very good at that. So, you know. I don't like her. No one does. Oh, man. <laughs> I just, like, kind of want to find that clip of her getting her ass beat, like, the day after she talked all that shit. Oh, God. What a clip. What um. a moment. <laughs> uh, and the right is mad because apparently uh, the only black characters, like, time travel, quantum physics and pin particles are involved. And the black character goes back and erases slavery, and white people are big mad about that. Okay, we're going to talk about this later. We are. Let's not get into it now. We need to have an in-group conversation about this. And it... Ninja's lives matter. I can't... Um, I can't imagine... <sighs> <laughs> we get into it. We'll get into it later. I just, But it is... <laughs> <sighs> It's too much. What else are we laughing at this week? We're laughing at Nintendo Labo VR. Oh, we are? Well, as someone who did not try it and has not tried it, everything that we said that was questionable about it is, in fact, the truth. Um, Folks are basically saying it's kind of like a 3D version of playing Breath of the Wild, but not truly VR. And it's heavy. And so you oh. you have to hold it up to your face to play. <laughs> no. 
And people are like, I'm tired. Like, there's a video of someone who's playing, just lying down, like trying to balance it <laughs> on his face. Oh, now I have to watch this. I, I was so sad. I was like really going to, I was like, oh, I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. I will just play it in VR. That that was exactly my concern was the holding it thing, even beyond all the other stuff about it not really being capable of true VR. Yeah. Although apparently the Odyssey, the the Mario Odyssey VR is is a lot more like real VR. Um, either way, it just doesn't seem conducive to long term usage without some kind of goggle situation. Now these were grown adults playing, right? That you're. Yeah. I couldn't because I'm. It's aimed more for children. Right. I can't <laughs> just walking around. I, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's not funny. It's bad design. I mean, this is a little bit old news <laughs> by now because it it was kind of a few weeks ago that this happened, but um, it's out there. So if you can get your hands on it and you want to report back, please let us know. I mean, you know, I am spending more time in bed these days sleeping, and maybe I'll just lie in bed and. <laughs> Have the thing strapped to my face. You could always like just lay face down. <laughs> so that, here we are. that would be that would be too much. Jesus. Um, I'll go ahead and get two things out of the way really quick. I'm very excited that Planet Zoo is going to be a thing. Planet Coaster. The reason why I do still intend to build a PC. Uh, love of my I life, about that. spiritual successor to Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my god! Game that I haven't played, but I'm completely obsessed with. Um, <laughs> they're branching out. They're, and they're making... going to make a Zoo Tycoon spiritual successor called mm. Planet Zoo. Um, <laughs> I'm praying on my knees that you can somehow merge the two of them at some point. Because in Roller Coaster Tycoon, eventually you were able to build zoos within your amusement parks, which is always what I did in like my safari zone. Um, yes, I made a safari zone and I used all of like the Fuck. the rides that you drive and stuff. Like there's a tram ride that you can have things attack the tram. And I would always do a safari. I, like, I have I don't care what you have to say. Never been more tired than in this moment. And let's not forget, I just finished grad school. Okay. Anyway, it's coming. <laughs> we don't have many details on it, but <laughs> trust and believe that I will be on top of it. Uh, also, the next City Skylines update was announced, and they're kind of Ooh. dropping them in the way The Sims are. Like, they're announcing it, and then they give you, like, two weeks to prepare. <laughs> this comes Collect out May coins. 21st. Wow. Like, next week. Oh, my God. That's, that's wild. Yeah. It's like a Beyonce when she drops tickets for her. I'm live event. basically. So they City Skylines fun. campus, they're kind of figuring out that they did one good thing and they're iterating on it over and over and over again. So they did an update where you could use the already in-game district system to create um larger districts of things that worked in a very specific way. So for instance, you could paint an industry district and force it to be a certain kind of industry. And they really fleshed that out. Mm -hmm. And then they did it with parks. So you could like make big, huge national parks or small corner parks or like city parks or whatever. Okay. And, you know, really had a lot of fleshed out features and stuff. Well, now they're doing the same thing with 
schools, universities specifically. So you can build college campuses in your city, and certain buildings are only able to be plopped in these zones, and there's, like, the text trade school and there's the university with like the law school and the I'm medical so glad school that they have trade stuff. schools in there. Yes. They really thought it out and they are allowing you to essentially build these buildings off of sidewalks that are special to the campus zones. Got it, so you got it, don't got it. have to build uh roads throughout your entire universities, which is what you know I was doing back in the days before this DLC. Um, So I'm very excited. I've been, like, itching to play City Skylines, as you know, because I've been talking about it incessantly. Nonstop. Um, And this is like, oh, it's time to come back, and now I know when I'll be coming back. And so we'll see how that goes, and I'll report back. How much is the update? Do you have your coins collected? (sighs) They're usually, like, 30 bucks. No, like, 20 bucks. Something like that. Okay. They're not full. They're not like full price things. Right. That's not small though. No. But I mean, for you, it's obviously (laughs) worth it. It's totally worth it. I just have to wait like a week after it comes out to actually dive in because all the mods that get broken by the new game have to get fixed Uh, before you can use them again. And the game is unplayable without certain mods. (laughs) iPhone updates. I guess it is like iPhone updates. All right. So Days Gone came out. Yes. It is the PlayStation's answer to Xbox's State of Decay 2. Uh-huh. And uh, was basically met with the same reception. It's garbage. <laughs> Not garbage. Although there are some people who really love it and will be very mad that you said that. Some people really love State of Decay 2. Exactly. It's, it's their analogous. <laughs> it's actually the same exact game. So I don't about, have, oh, so disappointing. I don't so, have much okay. to say about it other than that I... I almost, so this is like the Microsoft supremacist in me. <laughs> you know, I I know that Microsoft has gone a long time without a win. Like a really solid win that was an exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. really just been PlayStation or Nintendo kind of running away with these single exclusive single-player games. You're right. And now, in a year where Sony's not going to E3, doesn't seem like they have a super major fall release that's an exclusive. Out of the gate, 2019, they put up State of Decay. So you're just you're just being petty. I'm but- not being petty. I just <laughs> am enjoying it more than I necessarily should. They're unbalanced, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. This is not a news podcast, so. The developers worked very hard, and I'm very <laughs> proud of them. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sucks. Like, I wonder why, like, people aren't getting the zombie thing right. Like, what's so... I don't think it's that people aren't getting it right. I think that people are exhausted. And unless you're doing something really new and fresh, which it doesn't seem that Days Gone has been able to do... Neither does Save Decay. I mean, like, Apex Legends and... Fortnite even, were doing something different than the big head honcho in the genre when they came out. And so they were different enough that folks were able to enjoy them differently. That's true. I mean, I know that the Battlefield version is not unpopular. Like, people are definitely playing it, but I'm I'm not going to pick it up. It doesn't seem like it's doing anything really new for me unless I really love playing Battlefield. So unless you really love the way that Days Gone 
uh, presents itself. I don't see why you would choose it over any other zombie game right now. Mm. So I think that's why... I don't think it's a bad game. I just don't think that it's a great game in a in a field that has enough good games already. Yeah, well, you know, my pickings when it comes to PlayStation games are slim. Like Xbox games, I'm willing to, like, bet on them a little bit. But PlayStation ones, no. Yeah. Like, I, it ha- I have to hear, like, at least mostly a favorable... Not even, like, reviews. I don't need to... I don't, you know, look to reviews to, like, tell me if a game is good or bad. But, like... I know what you mean. Yeah, I, like, want to make sure that most people are enjoying it before <laughs> I spend money. <laughs> I ain't got it like that. Also, it seems like every PlayStation studio, which I'm I'm sure is, like, just every studio, right? But well, they all have come out with stories about how horrible things were after the fact. Like, we found out about the God of War crunch way after the fact. Them niggas had a nerve to put out some documentary about Kratos, too. Like... That did go live this week, didn't it? It did. It was like, what? <laughs> I do plan on watching that. But your developers, what's good? I, mm, I anyway. don't know. And then there was news that David Cage's studio had like <laughs> rampant sexual <laughs> harassment going on. Yeah, it's not. It's not funny, but I understand why you laughed. It's like. Because David Cage is like a fucking. Of course. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, he's. It's they like were an Elon singing Musk in thing. the fucking street, of course. <sighs> Never surprised, always disappointed. Yeah, I mean, we might as well talk about this because we it it's it's gonna come up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like hashtag yes all studios. Um, Riot Games had a walkout the other day. Kudos to them. Applause. Yes. Love Absolutely. a good labor, coordinated action. Uh, yes. Big words. Yes, that's what it was. I was going to call it a walkout, but okay. It's an action. It's a form it's of action. Action. Uh, they were like, we're sick of your shit. Like, what the fuck? Good for them. Great for them. Um, super proud of the folks there. And it wasn't just in the United States. Their Berlin office followed suit. Oh, I didn't, out I didn't know that. In solidarity, yeah. So I hope these other studios start taking notes. You know? I, I'm glad that they were like, f- like, finally we were able to see the first group of people do it. I feel like it, it you know, like we were kind of, like, not we, but like the yeah. industry was like waiting. I like, would be very... Developers so- were waiting for like, you know, not yeah. permission, but like the example. Here, you can do it too. I would be very surprised if there was not an announcement in a few weeks that there was a, a studio that was unionizing. I mean, that's great, you know, fuel. It's like, you want us to walk out too and make y'all right. look dumb as hell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened when the media was organizing a few years ago. It started. You know, it's still going on. There's still newsrooms that are unionizing, but it was just a few that kind of ticked off this massive wave, and now most internet-based news sites are unionized. That's very true. So I think it's going to happen again, and I would be surprised, like I said, if we don't hear in the next few weeks about the very first public campaign. I'm sure there's a lot of private campaigns going on right now. Mm -hmm. Well, congrats to Riot Games, makers of League of Legends, and... One of the biggest games in the world. One of the biggest games in the world, and potentially the makers of The Tipping Point. The unionizing 
mm. the game industry. Indeed. Also, fuck Delta. Right. We'll get into that. But that shit was wild. Don't fly Delta. <laughs> which did? Which was the racist one? That was United. That was United. Okay. All right. So I guess JetBlue is really the only one left, huh? As far as I know, and don't tell me if I'm wrong, JetBlue has never <laughs> done anything problematic. Because he has so many points invested in JetBlue. <laughs> I only fly JetBlue. <laughs> Do not tell me if something is wrong with them. Like, a white supremacist no. owns and operates JetBlue. No. I'm they joking. Have staff. Just for, I'm kidding. That's a complete joke. They have unionized staff. Um, don't oh, they tell do. me anything about that. Oh, that's good. That's wonderful. Not all of their staff, of course. I mean, yeah, you know. Don't I know how that feels? Anti-way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Predator. Hunting ground. Yes. What the fuck is it? It is an asymmetrical multiplayer game. Ooh, and Mr. Dukumi, why don't you explain that to the <laughs> listening audience here today? Um, if you were a fan of Left 4 Dead... You were probably briefly a fan of their follow-up franchise called Evolve, which was the first asymmetrical multiplayer game that I played. In Evolve, there is a team of three monster hunters fighting one big-ass motherfucking monster. And the monster evolves, hence the name of the game, from a lower-level stage one to a mid-tier stage two, and then finally a huge colossal stage three. If you can kill the monster in stage one, obviously you're very good and things are going to be very easy for you, and it's when the monster is... At its most vulnerable. Stage two, very difficult to kill the monster, but definitely doable. Stage three, nearly impossible to kill the monster, but what you must accomplish to win the game. Anyway, it's just four <laughs> players like battling it out, but it's 3v1. Ah. It didn't work because the balancing sucked. The reason why I spelled out what all the balancing like details were is because it didn't work. It did not work. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, basically, once the monster got to stage three, it was kind of impossible. And it was really not fair to the monster if they, like, caught up with you in stage one. Uh, and so uh, stage two okay, okay. was really the only time that it was kind of a fair fight. The sweet but spot. once the player base started dwindling, there was a lot more stage one and stage three matches than stage two matches, which is not what they intended, etc., etc. That sounds like a hot mess. So asymmetry is not... Easy to pull off. It's not easy to pull off, but the studio, Ilphonic, was successful with the same kind of uh, formula in Friday the 13th, which was a video game about the Jason horror franchise. Well, named Friday the 13th. (laughs) This is how much I know about fucking horror movies. This is none, but I also don't know enough to even correct you. Well, the the guy, (laughs) the bad one with the big, huge machete thing, Jason with the mask. The hockey mask? Yeah, the hockey mask guy. Stripe, stripe. Yeah, it was you. So someone playing Jason versus, you know, however many, I think, I'm assuming three campers. That are trying to survive, and you know you can kill Jason, or you can run away, whatever. Blah blah. blah, We get it. Got it. They're making a new game based on the Predator franchise, which I find infinitely more playable because it's not as terrifying as an actual horror movie. I mean, Predator was not not scary. Uh, yeah, but like monster movies are a different thing for me. Like monster movies, I'm way less like absolutely not. Okay. 
Not a monster horror movie, to be very clear. Ah, right, right. But of course. That's very different. Very different. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's the difference between Independence Day and Signs. I've never seen Signs. But fun fact about me, Independence Day was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Well, it's a monster movie. And it is kind of scary, but it's mostly just an action movie, right? Yeah. Independence Day and the day after tomorrow, my art teacher in, I think... The eighth grade was like, oh, so you like apocalyptic films. I was like, oh, I guess I do. (laughs) What does that say about me? I don't know. Interesting. Anywho. Anyway, they're trying again with this new franchise. They're actually working with Fox, a.k.a. Disney, (laughs) (laughs) Um, to (laughs) produce this game. And so it's actually going to have, you know, movie tie-in stuff. Uh, Sigourney Reaver going to? I have no idea because she's in the Alien franchise. Um, Alien vs. Predator. It's the same. Ma'am? No. No? Even I. By the way, Alien would have been a much better comparison than Signs for the, what a, the point I was trying to get across. Oh, so the whole time I'm sitting here thinking of Alien with Sigourney and it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> No, my father would be so disappointed. He loves... Predator's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. I thought Pre- was the one with the, the, the aliens running around and they look like they got dreads. That is Predator. Right. There is an Alien versus Predator movie. They are, yes, that's true. They're separate franchises that came together for yes. this crossover. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize it was a crossover. Ridley that's- Scott's Alien? Like, you... I thought Wait. I thought the the alien the dudes Wait. with the with the locks and the thing popping out of homegirl's stomach was the same franchise. They just met up in that one movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no! man. <laughs> oh no, they're gonna take my nerd card away. I'm tweeting about it right now. <laughs> you know I. I'm going to move on from this. Mm, I think we should. Although the live tweets say otherwise. <laughs> there was a car that went by. We had to take a break. So <sighs> anyway, um, Ghost Recon, breaking point. Indeed. The point is being broken. It's just the sequel to Wildlands. <laughs> it's a sequel to Wildlands in a fictional place. It looks like it's going to have raids. Uh that's all that I needed to hear to be kind of in. Oh, um, you're oh you're in. You're invest. Did you play the first one? I didn't. Well, Ghost Recon is a long historyed franchise. Oh, uh, <laughs> Wildlands, which is the most recent one, which which fair enough was kind of like a reboot. Um. Anyway, Wildlands. I I did want to get into it, but. I heard from Jack and from Dump Truck that it wasn't that great when it launched. And mm-hmm. I was still kind of sore from Destiny 2 and a few other things. And <laughs> so I decided to skip. Apparently, they've made it a lot better. They had Predator, the one with the dreads. Just to be clear, so we're on the same page. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no reason to be rude like that, but fine. We're clear. <laughs> they had a DLC with Predator in it. That Predator would just fucking run around the map and you had to kill it. Um, so they've done some cool stuff. And if 
I can play it for free, I will probably play it. But if not, I do think that I might pick this up. I think Ubisoft is on a roll right now. Um, I'm a big Ubisoft fan. I'm excited to see more about it at E3. That's right, which is coming so soon. Literally in like three weeks. I'm already tired. Although there will be less to comment on this year. (laughs) True, because an (laughs) entire (laughs) platform will not be doing anything. Oh, shit. Although I'm sure they're going to do a PlayStation Direct like right around then. They actually that kind of makes me more nervous because their E3 presentation was so fucking weird. Like I don't need them to completely be left to their own devices. Yeah. The last one they did wasn't even that good as far as I'm concerned. It was about the <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 remake and like great, but I don't know. I'm not that big of a fan to care, so maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. Maybe. All right. Let's get nerdy. Let's get nerdy indeed. Detective Pikachu, we haven't seen it yet. No, we haven't, but we are definitely seeing it. This is not an Aquaman situation. No, because it's a gaming franchise. Therefore, we have to see it. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I I had to get one more viewing of Endgame in. And I'm at peace. I saw Howard the Duck this time. I was like, oh, there he is. I couldn't see it. He was very tiny. Kind of you know, short, so everyone was kind of like... You know, I, I just couldn't see anything. Oh, you were... Yeah, you were emotional. I also was more <laughs> emotional this time, too. I started I crying not, earlier, and I <laughs> cried harder. <laughs> I did not I did not openly cry. I got closer than the first viewing, but... I was I almost the person in our first viewing who was made fun of for her sobbing. I was really close. <laughs> I felt so bad. Those, those, those jerks in front of us... There were people sobbing this time, too. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's, like, more awkward because we went to go see it at Alamo Drafthouse. And let me tell you, it's very weird to see a movie like this where you can't scream and clap and shit. Um, that's right. That is probably part of the reason why the theater wasn't that loud. There were still a there few were still gasps, mo- Yeah, though. like, towards the end. I'm surprised that they remained unspoiled for some of the things that they were gasping about. That's true. But I like, was like, oh. <laughs> like when I, I just, like, wanted to scream. The, ent- I, the last... 40 minutes to an hour of the film, and I could I felt like I couldn't. We're literally supposed Alamo to be talking Trafels. about Detective Pikachu. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Speaking of Endgame, um, I think B... <laughs> um, it We're made trying more... so hard. <laughs> it made more money than Endgame this weekend. No, it didn't. Oh, it didn't? No. Oh, it, did, it came number two. Yeah. Fuck. All right, so it almost made as much money as a game in its first weekend or second weekend, which is fine. I, I hear they did a great job. I hear it's like very fun for like the Pokemon Yellow diehards like us. Oh, good. I, I heard like they really were like, you know, into the source material and like they're like Pokemon fans are like really. I heard Pokemon Nintendo did not like the Lickitung scene specifically. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. But I can but only I'm, imagine in a Ryan Reynolds movie what it means. Yeah, I'm, oh, well, you know. Well, I he also w- said that there's like so many B sides, like cutting room floor things that they could turn it into an R rated movie. <laughs> I would love an R rated. I would think it would be fucking awesome. But I they'll would never do it. No, but I would love to see that. Um. Well, anyway, we should go. We should go see it, preferably at an Alamo Draft House or at. That Nighthawk one where, you know, you go to the movie center, it's a bunch of hipsters. Because um, I would love to drink, you know, a Pikachu-themed cocktail mm. while I watching this one. I they did that. 
Yeah. When we were looking at the end game menu, I was like, You were completely like, get this away so from confused. me. <laughs> I got a Hulk themed drink. It was like a whiskey sour with mint. It was literally just green. It didn't have a strong mint flavor, which I was like, yes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank the Infinity Stones. Oh my God. It's delicious. The time stone specifically. <laughs> um also in the way of nerdy film news. My inner child is incredibly excited that finally the so Invader Zim. Too, nigga, damn. I, I'm speaking for me. Sorry. I'm, I just feel like this was like an age gap comment. Like I wasn't. I was too young for Invader Zim. I think you were too young for Invader Zim and Rocco's Modern Life. Also, since I was young for Rocco's Modern Life, you certainly were. Why? We don't talk about these days too much about how Rocco was on the phone getting people off. Yeah, he was a sex worker. That's wild. Rocco was a sex worker for one episode. You think Rocco's gay? Uh, no. Didn't he have a crush on someone? Maybe. I feel like I saw him make raccoon wallaby hard eyes at some things <laughs> occasionally. I don't know. But you know who is gay? The turtle? No. Well, yes. Mr. Ratburn from the <laughs> Arthur franchise. Why are we talking about this? Because I just started talking about gay cartoon characters, and I got excited about Mr. Ratburn. And apparently he's not a bottom. I don't think he's a bottom. I don't think, like, evolutionarily, you don't have a a nose and tongue like that to just be a bottom. He's a rat. Stop it! I'm just, I'm, look. Invader Zim <laughs> is going to be coming out with a new movie on Netflix, and so is Rocco's Modern Life. That's what we were trying to get across. Yeah, Nickelodeon was like, look, Disney can't have all this money. We got to get a little cut of cake, too. I hope that means that they add the Hey Arnold movie to Netflix. Yeah. I because I literally downloaded an app to watch it and then never had. I don't think I've ever seen that one either, but was very excited when it came out, no, but never I'm saw so it. I'm so excited for it, but I don't watch it and I could for free any anytime. I never see that. Um anyway. Good for Netflix though. I'm very excited to watch them and uh you know at some point we will. At some point we'll also be watching <sighs> begrudgingly Sonic. A different Sonic though because <laughs> As I saw on Twitter, we never, in the spirit of the gaming industry, <laughs> they'll be crunching on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie since they realized that they've created a literal fucking monster. <laughs> and they have to change it. Uh, I feel so bad for that team. Like, this is the kind of shit that will end a studio. And hopefully they get to still have work after this. I'm um, hoping that it's not actually that big of a deal. Like, because of the way that computer animation works that they could change like a source file and then everything like auto updates is that wishful thinking delete sonic's teeth file uh (laughs) i don't think that's how that works but we can be hopeful yeah uh can i say i'm not also i feel bad saying this because i'm not usually the one to say these things it's kind of an all white male thing the movie yeah. As far as I know, there's not, like, a prominent woman. I mean, it, it is a gaming movie. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. 
Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not excited for it. I wasn't excited for it when it was announced. I saw the trailer. <laughs> disturbed. This, this is going to be the movie that puts Jim Carrey back on the map, and I'm upset about it. He deserves better, but I feel like he really is going to eat this role, and this is going to be the only thing that I'm excited to see in this entire film. Just anytime Jim Carrey's on the screen. I am going to really look for a free screening. <laughs> Good luck. We're not famous yet. Yeah, but because I was on MTV that one time, I still get emails about free screenings all the time. Why don't you remind the listeners why you were on MTV that one time? I won't. Thank you. Silent Library. Thank you. I won't. What season was it? It doesn't matter. We'll what link to it in the show notes. We won't. <laughs> I will. I post the shit. <laughs> You're too lazy to find it. No, I'm sure. I'm sure one of your siblings has the season ep- ep- episode, and I'm number. sure they don't. Or Mike. Someone knows. I will find out. Anyway, we're gonna pour one out. Pour several out, probably because his BMI indicates that it would take a little bit. Don't you think? That's true. Peter William. Mayhew, otherwise known, probably exclusively known. <laughs> nope, that was bad. My mom is actually really good at making that noise. I'm very bad at it. Rest in peace, Chewbacca. It's wonderful to have you back in the films. Probably one of the the better parts of the of the franchise coming back. Love Chewie. Yeah. Still sad for him that Leia did not give a fuck. When he returned after losing Han, but you know. She was like, I have other things to cry about right now. <laughs> I <laughs> recipes, Joey. Yeah, well, you know, at least we'll get to we'll get to hear him and see him on the big screen one more time. And uh that certainly won't be the last time we see a Star Wars property because Disney is like, Oh, we own all of these things now. Here's a list of all the things that we're gonna put out. They just, it's just a it's just a dick measuring contest to me. <laughs> it's just I think it's them saying, "Look at how much we own." Yeah, the schedule is expansive, and if I look at it too long, it's gonna give me a headache. It's literally almost ten years too. It's it's insane. What do we got? Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. So all oh the stuff God, that's all coming the out to, this year, we know all the way out to twenty twenty seven. Yeah, there's Lord. A lot of surprises, though, for 2020, I think. Namely, we're getting two new Marvel movies, mm-hmm. not three. And then we're also getting a Bob's Burger movie, which is really cute. I'm very I excited can't wait. about that. It's going to be so good. Um, and then in 2021, we're getting three new Marvel movies, as well as some reboots of some Indiana Jones property. <laughs> Can't wait to not see those. <laughs> as well as <laughs> Avatar 2, which no one is asking. No for. one is. Look, no one wants these it. No one cares. No, we got to talk about how Avatar 5, they are planning up until Avatar 5. Nobody wants to see them. Not a single person does. Not a single soul. Also, I just want to, I would be remiss if I did not sh- talk about, just for one second, West Side Story. They better not fuck it up. I mean, I don't think they will. I don't think they will, but that excites me a yeah. lot. Um, Best musical. Actually, probably one of the greatest musicals of all time. And then in 2022... A little racist. And then another three in 2022. 
So it does look like the three per year is going to be the normal thing. I yeah, don't, I don't know, though. Maybe 2020, they're sneaking one in. We just don't. It's not confirmed yet. Maybe. Well, I think they're announcing what the slate of the next few films are going to be in the sum, this summer. Yeah, Comic-Con, I'm assuming. Uh, true, true, true. Um, After Spider-Man. Right. Spider-Man. Far from whom? Speaking of, what a transition. Please sound the spoiler horn. Mysterio Spoilers! Spoilers! Mysterio is fucking with y'all. If I see one more think piece about the multiverse, I can't wait to just retweet all of them when the movie comes out and be like, you played yourself. Here's the thing. You played yourself. You all played yourselves. The multiverse is real. It is and real. And confirmed it. Part one. Part two, I do believe that Mysterio is not telling the truth. However. I know. It's not mutually exclusive. The cut scene at the end, the credit scene, the end credit scene, something's going to happen that's going to be like, oh, yeah, it is real, actually. For real. I don't know. People are just like, oh, the multiverse, blah. And then, like, this is how they're going to introduce Fantastic Four and X-Men. Hey, I hope the fuck it's not. Why? It makes perfect sense. I want them all to exist in the same universe. They do exist in the same universe. It's just a multiverse. No, a multiverse is separate universes. That's how I see it. I mean, they're just not the same Fantastic Four. I want them all on one Earth. One Earth! Earth 616. Why? Earth six. First of all, I just like I Marvel's don't, I don't, MCU I don't, is not six one six. But you know what I mean. It has its own number. Shut up. I don't because it, it kind of to me is like a retcon. Well, how else you can explain? Was. I think it would be too convenient for Thanos using the stones to be the impetus for the X-Men. I've thought about it, and I do understand why that's an attractive option as a way to bring them in, but it still doesn't fully explain it, and it would mean that they need, like, a lot of time to pass. Actually, that's not how I wanted them to be introduced either. Well, how else are they going to do it? I don't know, just, like, start them niggas off. Like, boom, they, like, the Fantastic Four exists later in the timeline. They're younger. Or maybe, like, Reed Richards is just old and he's just doing science. And then, you know, after Infinity or after Endgame, he was like, oh, life could literally just go away. Let's go to space and be superheroes now. I, don't I know. literally trust whatever they do. And I firmly believe that John Krasinski and Emily Blunt should be Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman, respectively. And that's all I care about. That I agree with all of that. I just don't. And also, wasn't, like, Feige saying, like, they don't have plans for them until, like, the next five years? X-Men. And the Fox properties. He didn't... No, no, no. He said X-Men specifically. He did not say anything about Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I just don't... I don't... I don't think we're gonna... I don't... I just don't think this opens the door for them. And I kind of, like, think it's too easy. Do I they, think that they're leading up to Secret Wars to be the next big thing. And I think the next big cosmic bad is going to be Galactus. And I think the next big Earth bad is going to be, like, Doctor Doom or something. And you can't introduce Doctor Doom without talking about the Fantastic Four. He's too good of a villain. All right. I, mean, I just feel like the acquisition like took what a year. Were they writing these people in for? I, it, it's just like too. I don't know. I just think it's too soon. I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it's no. I just don't. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. While I understand where you're coming from, there's they definitely knew it was gonna go through before it went through. 
Like, come on. Yeah, but like, you can't write movies based on what speculatively is going to happen. Counterpoint what we should be talking about, Spider-Man. <sighs> Fine. They made that deal late in the game. He was not originally a part of the plan. Whatever. They shoehorned him in. They did. And it worked amazingly well. Mm-hmm. They threw Homecoming together, relatively speaking. Whatever. Here's the thing. I firmly believe that they had plans for them should they have gotten them. And if they didn't get them, yeah, generally, that's what I would do if I was them. Maybe. Break glass in case of acquisition is exactly the perfect phrase for that, too. I just just don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think we're going to see it. I I think the multiverse is not something that they're going to get into right now. Either way, purportedly... That's what Spider-Man is going to be about. I'm sorry, excuse me, Spider-Man. And uh, I'm much more excited for it than I was. I mean, I was, I feel the same way, not for the multiverse part, but I kind of was just like, ugh, what's this film going to be about? Who gives a fuck? Endgame is happening, my nigga. Like, it's fucking Endgame. Once I heard it was going to be an epilogue, I was kind of like, oh, okay. I was not excited until this last trailer, and not for the yeah. multiverse stuff, but for just the fact that, like, it's like, oh, okay, the world is moving on and it looks good. This is a two hour, two and a half hour movie. I just love that Nick Fury has more to do. I just, I want... <laughs> he has been sitting on the sidelines complaining for like five years now. He was dust. <laughs> Turn to dust. Can you please respect him? <laughs> What's the respect? <laughs> please respect him. I'm excited to see Nick Fury back in action because he really was just kind of like sitting on his ass like, all right, what are you motherfuckers going to do, motherfucker? Yelling at Avengers (laughs) since Ultron. (laughs) Poor Nick. One quick thing I did want to talk about with regard to this, though, I've, I've kind of seen complaints about this swirling around, which is namely, we're living in this world where spoilers have become part of the marketing for things. And I do actually find that to be kind of problematic. They're essentially saying you have to consume this media in order to preserve yourself for this media. And on the one hand, I think it's kind of bullshit to complain about because if you care, of course you're going to go see it. And of course you don't want the experience to be ruined for you. But on the other hand, I do think that it kind of harkens back to this idea that people's personalities and whole lives are wrapped up in these media properties that are slowly but surely all coming under one corporate banner. Like, that can't be good. Yeah. I feel similarly. I don't know. I think they could have They could have definitely have done another trailer without any Endgame spoilers. Uh, yes. I think. I mean, look, a spider movie But if the plot itself. has to do with the Endgame plot, It kind of doesn't. Well, it's about him missing Tony and having to move on and stuff like that. Yeah, but... I think it made sense to do after Endgame came out because another plucky trailer with the music from the people whose name I can't remember, whose lyrics I can't understand. Like, that's all nice and well and good. But I don't think... it, it, It wouldn't be satisfying to me to be watching a new Spider-Man trailer after watching Endgame and then have Endgame not be addressed. So I get it. So you, we, I guess, don't have a solution for the <laughs> the criticisms. No, I don't have a solution for the criticism. I, I Actually, the criticism kind of annoys me because 
I, I waited 10 fucking years. Of course I don't want to be spoiled for Endgame. What the fuck? Abs- like, I don't want to be spoiled 100%. Like, Game of Thrones, I've been waiting years and years to find out what happens, even if it's a pile of shit, which it is. I don't want to know what happens. Like, I have don't never, spoil it for me. I have never hate-watched anything in my life. I actually feel bad for people who have been watching Game of Thrones, like, season by season. I was blessed with the good fortune of binging that shit. But, man. You were blessed with good fortune. Whew. This last episode is going to be... A hot mess. Basura. Oh, my God. I hate everything. I hate everything. And it's not even because, like, look. Danny, we're going off script here. Uh, Danny did what a white woman who wants some power would do. I didn't say it. I did. I did. I I was not shocked. Complete. I was shocked in the moment, but like thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, I'm not that shocked. But also. It's just the pacing. Like everything happen is happening so quickly. Like shit that we would spend a whole season on are literally happening back to back, scene to scene. What and I find I just, like, funny about that critique ah! is that it's simultaneously one hundred percent the reason why everything sucks right now, but also something that everyone complained about before. The show moves so slow. It's so slow. I loved it because it was like the perfect slow. It wasn't like Lord of the Rings slow. But it also wasn't like divers drive-ins and dives fast. I thought it was like, I can like sit. <laughs> you think about all the jump cuts in that damn show. It's nauseating. You get a fucking headache. Anyway, you know, you could just sit in the story. You could really sit in the details, you know, and like stuff would come back. You'd be like, oh shit, that's wild. Like when certain payoffs would happen, like seasons apart, you'd be like, yeah, this is dope. These last two seasons has just been lickety split. I'm I can't keep up. I know that it's too much. The last two like episodes it. have undone years of character development for half the cast. It's so obnoxious. I just it's too much. I'm tired. It is really fun watching certain people literally melting down though about it. <laughs> like, yeah, some people are really losing it. their fucking minds and this is I'm at this point I'm here for the memes hold on one second this is the end to that YouTube video I was listening to earlier yeah I'm not even gonna bother to do a review like I normally do it because it just sucks I mean that's just it it just sucks let's just end this already before it before it gets any worse I, I, I wonder if it can actually get worse uh, this episode gets a rating of negative uh, 873 <laughs> and that was the end of the video. <laughs> okay, Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I, I, I have feelings about all of the nonsense that will come out of Game of Thrones, but I'll save it for when the season finale hits. And the real shitstorm comes for us all. Indeed. Well, I think it's time for you to drop some music. I hated that, but okay.
So instead of the home screen this week, we're just going to have an extra long conversation with, as we've mentioned, friend of the show, colleague of the show, Otaku B. Little story on that. Used to be Black Otaku. Until uh, you ever heard of the game um, Sonic Transform? I never played it. Okay, it was a racing game. So I went on there. I'm in a the, in the little group and everything. They say, hey, are you black? I said, yeah, we can't play with you. And everybody left. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's terrible. So you changed. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Oh, my God. Uh. See, wow. that's one thing about PC gaming that I could talk about right now. It is a very welcoming place, but you have the alt-right really heavy in there because they feel like they can say whatever they want because, you know, you don't have, like, Sony and Microsoft coming in like, hey, you can't just call somebody uh, um, N-word and we're going to bang you. That doesn't happen in PC. So you have people just say some wild stuff. Are you mostly communicating right. via Discord? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I bet that's really difficult. To, they're not in the chats the way that they are on consoles. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And see, what they'll do is they'll make rooms because a lot of our games, we have rooms you go into. It's not just like P2P. P2P. Uh, you go into the room, the room might be called No Black People or I Hate Niggers or, I mean, you run into all kind of stuff. Oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah. Playing what kind of games? Any game. Like, if you're on PC, any game that has multiplayer, you're going to run into that. That's out of control. I'm going to stick to my game consoles then. Shit. That's... (laughs) Damn. That's a lot. But the one good thing about PC, though, when you find people that's in a community, you stay in that community. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like if the new console come out, you got to make sure everybody get the same console. If they go to another company you won't play with them no more once you're in pc you can always play with your friends and that's one of the things that's awesome so is that really the core of the of the issue and the beef with the epic game store doing exclusives when you go into a pc marketplace you want freedom a lot of people join pc gaming is for freedoms mods paying what you want for your games being to play games from the 90s and see what's happening, Epic is coming in and like, okay, you either going to play my way or you ain't going to play no way. And PC gamers don't like being told that. So what is it that would prevent you from, you know, just you got to have two things open. You got to have Steam open and you got to have Epic open in order to play what you're looking to play. Like, what is, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem is Steam gives you a lot of more features that Epic has. Like, one of the things it has is once a game comes out on Steam, you get reviews, you get people actually playing the game. You can see on Steam how long somebody played a game before they made a review. So that'll counteract all those people coming in saying, oh, the game sucked, and then we own the game. Where Epic has came out and said, look, we're not doing that. Like, you know how you have those um, different rooms where you can talk about the issues with the game? Nah, we ain't doing that. You know how you can go and say, okay, you can review bomb? We ain't doing that. Do they have any um, mod things built in as well to, to Epic? No. no. None of that stuff. No. Now, they're saying, just like what EA doing, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to give you these things in the future. 
Okay. But the future never comes. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, I can actually speak to that with regard to City Skylines and The Sims. You know, I play those mm-hmm. games, and those are PC. Well, they are on console, but I would never play those types of games on console. Um, you don't hate yourself. Right. The The Sims gallery thing that they have is awful. It's atrocious. The search is terrible. You can find stuff on there, but it's just difficult to do. It's almost easier to go to third-party websites, do a download of the file, and then put the file into the game file uh, Mm -hmm. in order to to access it. And then with City Skylines, I can't imagine what playing off-Steam would be like because when I go shopping for mods on City Skylines, it's literally built into the client. So when I download it's automatically going to pop into my game. I don't have to do anything else. And Mm -hmm. that is revolutionary. I can't imagine taking a step back in that way. Although, all that said, the types of games that I'm seeing as exclusives on Epic are not, to me, what I think of when I think of games that have a ton of mods. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Is that even accurate? That might not be accurate. Well, the biggest thing with it is Yes, you're correct. A lot of the games that they're pushing for don't embrace the mod culture. But the problem is with Steam, it endorses it like, hey, if somebody want to come in and make something that can make mods for this game, you got to okay. Where Epic is like, nope, nope, not doing it. If you do it, you're going to be blocked. Nope. It's like they're building a wall. And they're just like, okay, you're going to buy from our platform. You're going to buy our DLC. That's it. And PC games don't like that. Interesting. Do we know, like, why Epic is so, like, you know, hard and fast on not allowing this stuff to happen? Because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. See, the problem is right now, the reason why Steam does all this is because Steam has always had, quote, competition. You had different other people making up their own browsers, making up their own launchers. So they had to bring these things like mods, communities, chat. But see, Epic is sitting on like a whole case of money. So they're like, I'm not bringing nothing. I'm just going to give you a million dollars. You bring my game here. So because they're incentivizing the game developers and the and the publishers, that's, that's the whole kit and caboodle. Steam is just not mm-hmm. going to pay people to be exclusive on their platform. Well, Steam doesn't feel like they have to. Because they're, they're looking at it from a whole different point. They're like, hey, I'm the top dog. Either you're going to go with me or you can go over there. I don't care. But they're not realizing that a lot of people have issues with Steam that are valid issues. Right. Yeah, we've talked about the, so, some of the fucked up stuff that they've done. <laughs> like, if you're an indie developer, oh, hell no. Nah, stay away from Steam. So can you actually explain that? Because I know that there's been some recent changes with how indie games are displayed or what you can get when you search for things like that. And I know that it's a big change and it happened relatively recently. Okay, so have you ever heard of Steam Greenlight? No. No. Okay, a couple years ago, Steam came out and they said, look, we want to make it where this is community. We want to incentivize people to come in, make games, not from huge developers, from indies. Come in, bring me your games. As long as the games make sense, they're not um, games that spyware, they're not games that come in as nudity, um, a sexual theme, you can make it. We'll help you, we'll give you the stuff, you can make it. So a lot of indies came in and said, hey, this is good. 
wonderful platform. What happened is Steam came up with the trading cards. Have you ever heard of trading cards on Steam? Mm -hmm. Nope. So Steam got a good idea and said, look, I know people like achievements, but they also want something else. So Steam came up with these trading cards that you can get where if you get a whole set that come from playing games, that come from buying the games, you can level up. It's basically another way of showing clout. Like you have people that's level 100, level 30. You get different perks when you are higher levels. It incentivizes people to play games. Mm -hmm. Well, some developers got the bright idea. Hey, I make a mobile game that don't really mean nothing, but I get the cards for free. So people who want to level up, I would just buy a $2 game, sit there for five minutes, get the cards, and I level up. I have heard about this, yeah. Because there were, like, some companies that were, like, basically, like, make one game and just reiterate it a bunch of different times, too. Mm-hmm. That part I did hear about. Yeah, so what happens is you had so many asset flips that it just overshadowed all indie games. Like, right now, if you go on the Steam right now and you click on the indie scene, you're going to have a whole, like, 100 list of nothing but asset flips before you actually get to a game that actually matters. Right. So just like, I mean, prime example, you guys are gamers. If you get some money, you say, hey, I want to spend on the game. Do you want to go on your marketplace and have to go through five pages before you find a good game? <laughs> no. It's like five pages of, like, Candy Crush is the thing. Yeah. It's like Candy Crush Winter. Candy Crush. No, it's not Candy Crush is doing it. So this is basically what it is. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So what happened is a lot of any developers like, look, we used to make money on Steam. It was awesome. But now people are having to search so hard to find our games that, hey, they're not going to search. So now I'm not making any money. Right. So then Steam came in and said, hey, yeah, you're right. We're going to start making rules. Well, as everybody know, when a corporation makes rules, they don't make little rules. They go nuclear. (laughs) <laughs> so then they started banning all asset flips, all things that had anime nudity. Had I mean, they had a whole list of like every game got banned just about. So then people start fussing. They're like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just because this is an asset flip don't mean that I did not enjoy the game. Mm. So it was a big backlash and backlash. So Steam thought it'd be a good idea to say, okay, you know what? Y'all take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> They got sick. So now, <laughs> like, this y'all so now, business. <laughs> so now, you got games on Steam now called Hentai Simulator, Rape Culture, <laughs> I Want to Kill the Jews. You get what I'm saying? It's just like mm. real horrible games. So then the indie people were like, hey, I don't want to... Who want? Think about it. You don't spend all this time developing this game. This is your baby. And you look on Steam, and the ha- the game in front of them is uh, stop your daddy from going in your bedroom dot com. What the fuck? Yes, you're running to games like that. <laughs> so that's why I, that's why a lot of the indie developers are hovering towards Epic because they're like, okay, Epic is new. Epic doesn't have that many games. So when I put my game on there, yes, my game might not be number one, but my game might be number 10. Right. Where on Steam, my game might be number 150. Right. Hmm. Wow. That's wild. That adds so much context to, like, all of the... It does. ...shit that has been happening. 
Because I feel like we hear about like the bigger things, but none. We I you know didn't know a lot of the smaller like. Yeah, like that, that rape game that you mentioned. You know, we we talked about that on the show before, mm-hmm. and you know how disgusting it was and the response that Seam had. But knowing all of this now, not that it makes Seam's response okay, but the context mm-hmm. that they're coming from makes a little more sense to me, in the sense that. They were they put a hard line down, everyone complained, and so they rolled the hard line back, and then something crossed the line again. And they're like, mm-hmm. listen, we're, we're kind of tired of going back and forth on this. It's either going to be one way or the other way. So mm-hmm. they clearly need a better strategy for how they're going to deal with this type of thing moving forward. But maybe Epic will steal enough of their revenue that they'll consider getting their shit together. Well, see, here's the only problem that people don't realize. Val has a lot of money. So if they continue being a thorn, Val might just buy them. (laughs) (laughs) You get what I'm saying? I mean, Valve has a lot of money. Steam has a lot of money. But Fortnite is not anything to sneeze at. You know, they're making a few billion dollars every year off Fortnite. Mm -hmm. You know, that maybe they they might not be able to be bought. Steam, you're right, but you're dealing with Steam. Well, Steam, number one, even though with the developers that running away right now, you still have big-tier developers that's throwing bukus of money at them right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, then you got all the sales from DLCs. You got all the money. they haven't. Think about when the last time Valve made a game. Right, <laughs> right. That Half-Life tells 3, you how much money they're making right now. They don't even have to make games anymore. You know, it's true, though. I I don't think I've bought a single game in the last 10 years that is not The Sims that has not been through Steam. Mm -hmm. In fact, only one of the games on my PC um, is is not a Steam game that's not The Sims, the movie game that I have, and that is, like, 20 years old. (laughs) That movie (laughs) Sim game that I have. Damn. Everything else is on Steam. Everything. I mean, think about how many creations they built that flop, and they're just like, oh, okay. Steam boxes. Oh, it flop. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're going to get into VR. It's not picking up like they, you don't hit them on news outlets, Thomas, oh, we're losing bukus of money. They're like, oh, okay. Steam controller. Oh, it didn't go nowhere. Oh, okay. Because they sent on so much money that they could just throw money out and be like, bump it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, I think that might be a good transition into one of the things that we did want to talk about, which is the microtransactions issue, specifically the microtransactions in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) You sound like a fan. (laughs) I own every Mortal Kombat except this one. Oh, you didn't even buy it. This I didn't look on my Steam catalog right now. You'll see every. I even have duplicate. Wow. So you feel strongly. I refuse to buy this one. Tell us why. Okay. And it's my personal guilt. It's one of those situations where when you saw things were going bad and didn't stop it then, and now it's worse, and you're like, damn. Like, you remember the time we were younger, we get a brand new game, you beat the level and you get costumes and, you know, it was just a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they came out and said, okay, well, uh, we're going to make it where 
the cosmetics you have to pay for. And we were like, oh, that sucks. Well, that don't matter. They done went to a level now where now you have to buy fatalities and brutalities now. What? Wait, I did not. You get you get one that's unlocked. Now, what they say is, yes, you can grind and get them. That is true. But you guys are working. You guys do other things. Do y'all have 100 hours to spend on one game just to get a fatality? I don't have 100 hours to spend just in free time. <laughs> I couldn't imagine spending all of my free time for oh my just for one fatality? For one? Mm-hmm. For one character? That's random now. Oh so my. it ain't like you can... <gasps> it's not random? like you can go in the crypt. Oh it's my not like God. you can go in the crypt and be like, okay, this particular box is Sub-Zero box, so if I'm only playing with Sub-Zero, it, no, it's random. Okay, okay. So I'm going to say something that I need everyone to respect. Okay. I don't really play fighting games like this. I mm-hmm. have not played Mortal Kombat since the original PlayStation, maybe? Maybe PlayStation 2? So when you're talking about the crypt, when I'm reading articles about the microtransactions issue and they're talking about the tower and stuff, like I don't know what that is. So can you walk me through... Like, what am I grinding in a fighting game? All right. So when you first had video games, you remember fighting games, you had arcade, you had multiplayer. You remember? Okay. All right. So then Mortal Kombat developed the Crips. Basically what it was, was they would build like tiers where you have to fight people, but you have multipliers. Like you might have to fight Smoke and he's invisible through the whole match. Or, Or Sector with a bunch of Missiles flying at you at, at any time. Or you might have to face up zero and he can freeze you no matter what. If you block, he can still freeze you. So it was just fun things to make you keep being invested in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, just like fun little activities. Just say, hey, I beat it. It was wonderful. Well, just like any corporation, they smelled blood in the water. <laughs> So the first thing they tried was they said, okay, we're going to have the Crip. It's going to be grindy. It's not going to be too grindy, but you can pay $20 and it locks everything. Okay. So so people were like, well, the Crip's all right, but, you know, I don't have time. Just like you said, I don't have 100 hours or 50 hours to play on one game, especially a fighting game. So I'm just going to pay the $20. I'm going to go ahead and unlock everything. And if I want to play the Crip, hey, I play the Crip. So then the next Mortal Kombat came out. They said, okay, let's try something else. So then they had what you call easy fatalities. Where instead of having to put in the input, you just buy the coin, you press a button, you do the fatality. Well, people was mad about that, but they said, well, just like we just said, I don't want to remember every input every five seconds. If I could just press one button and get the satisfaction that I want. So okay. then they said, okay, we done tricked them two times. So let's go <laughs> nuclear. So then the Crip had always been something that was grindy, but like you might beat a match, you get like 100 coins, and one case might be to open a case or a Crip would be 100 coins. So it's not something where you like, okay, I got to beat 20 people to open one crate. It was like something that as you play the game, you can beat it, you can open a crate. Good. 20 hours, you got everything. Where now with the new Crip, that everybody's mad about, not only is you getting, like, minister gold, like, you might get 100 gold in the crypt that you want to open might cost a 1000 
or twenty thousand. Oh. It's random. Then once it's being random, you're like, okay, well, I don't even know what I'm gonna get. Then they open up a marketplace where they say, okay, instead of going to the crypt, we got costumes here you can buy. They're under timers. So you don't even have a big list of like, okay, I want all Sub-Zero's costumes. No, you might go in there in a particular hour, you might find one Sub-Zero costume that you like. If you don't buy it right then or earn it right then, you can't get it no more. So it incentivizes you to spend money. So it's not a weekly reset or even a daily reset. It's like intermittent hourly resets? Yes. It's like Anthem. Who here play Anthem? We did play Anthem. Uh, Regrettably. I deleted it, finally. Oh, you deleted it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be next. You know what this It's like Anthem. Let's use a metaphor that I I feel better saying. Um, for any casual fans, it's like shopping at Target. You know, you go to Target mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I like this thing. If you don't get it while you're there, you know, Karen with her iced coffee coming from a PTA meeting might buy it and then it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. It's like Target. I'm going to say Target because if I think about Anthony for too long, I might have to walk away from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> seethingly angry about that game. Mm. Anyway, this sounds terrible, and it sounds like um, everyone is justifiably angry, and I'm not surprised that you not that you have not purchased this game. Well, I can't comp- continue supporting this industry and the directions that they're going. Mm. Because, like I said before, and I've said it plenty of times online, I don't mind paying more for a game. If games came out and they said, okay, they're $80. I might not like it, but if I get a full game, I'm not going to complain. You know Dead or Alive 6? Like, the name just came out, right? hmm Do you know to get all the costumes right now, you got to pay $6,000? Wait, like, USD? Yes. That's literally what I'm looking up. I wanted to look up what the monetary value of all the Mortal Kombat stuff was. So Dead or Alive, it's $6,000? Uh, like if you go like like right now if you go to hang on I'm give you a Zach so I want to give y'all correct information we're gonna go to Steam right now. <laughs> oh, I love this! I have to put the typing music in here. Okay, so while you're looking that up, to confirm, Mm -hmm. for Mortal Kombat, just the skins will cost you $6,440 if you buy every single one. I love the statement, though, where he was like, the game was never never designed to encourage in-game purchases. So then why are they they there? Why do they cost so damn much? (laughs) I can understand maybe if I'm a gullible, dumb person that... They just priced them and didn't think about how much the totals were going to be. They're like, oh, we have this many skins and each skin should be, oh, I don't know, $20. Okay, great. We're moving with it. Not doing the math, but there's no way no one did the math. There's just no way. No. All right. So, you know, Dead Alive 5, right? Yes. That's the one before the one that came out right now. Right. To buy all the DLC right now for it is $1,289.79. Down to the cents. My goodness. 
And that's DLC, not necessarily... That's DLC, just by itself. That's not even the game. So what are... What are people doing about this? Because when Star Wars Battlefront 2 came out and people saw that it was going to take like a thousand hours to unlock Darth Vader unless you bought him for like, you know, $50 or whatever it was. Um, There was such a backlash that it has led to legislation in certain (laughs) states and in certain countries. Like, the backlash was so extreme. Yeah. So... I have seen the backlash about Mortal Kombat, but do you think that we're just like fatigued? Like the media is fatigued about gamer backlash <laughs> about loot boxes because I haven't seen it made that much of a deal, but it seems far more exploitative than even Battlefront 2. Well, what's happening is people are getting used to it. Mm. That's the problem. And so you have a lot of the younger generation that was, their first experience in gaming was mobile. Mm. If you play any mobile game now, you know, like, um, Plants vs. Zombies 2, everything, it's about money, 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 unlock, unlock, unlock. So when they came into this generation and they seeing that, okay, I got to pay 1000 to get everything, it's like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to play the 1000 I'm just going to unlock for my one person. But see, companies live on that because they know that eventually you're going to find out that you want to play with somebody else. You're going to forget about that original thousand you spent and you're going to spend another thousand. Next thing you know, you have a game that you originally paid $60 for and you don't put two grand in it and not even realizing it. Wow. Like, I just looked it up right now. <laughs> I just looked it up right now. Mortal Kombat skins will cost you $6,440 if you buy every single one of them. It's wild, and that—that's not all the finishers. That's not—that's not, that's that's not any move sets or anything like that. That's no fatalities. Oh my god, I, that's just skins. Like, why? One of the arguments that companies use now—they say, "Oh, it, it costs so much to develop games now that we have to spend that kind of money." Okay, then make the game a hundred dollars. You can't tell me that the industry is so saturated right now to make a profit that you got to get $6,000 from each person that buys your game to make a profit. <laughs> right. It's it's obscene. And I think a lot of people would prefer that model. Like, I recently, when I'm all in on a game, I buy the game, and usually on consoles, we'll have, like, the gold version or the platinum version of the game where it'll go up basically in increments of 20. So most games, if the you get the gold version on top of it, it's $80. And if you get the platinum version on top of that or whatever they want to call it, it's $100. And it usually comes with all of the planned DLC, some extra skins and, like, cosmetics and stuff like that, as well as maybe even some IRL accoutrement of some kind, like some kind of, you know, doll or, you know, action figure or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely not a canvas bag. If you are a Bethesda fan, it will not be a canvas bag. I'm bringing that back. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so I, I would prefer that those kind of things be scaled down and they just ask more from us up front because it is exhausting to to have money shoved in your face all the time. I don't find that a lot of games that are designed well 
do it anymore. Like the Division Two doesn't have that problem. I don't think Destiny really has that problem since it's all kind of confined to a store that is, you know, you can earn fairly regularly uh, the unlocks and you do have a good chance of getting most of what you want without purchasing anything. Whereas Apex, it is kind of in your face, but I understand that because it's a free-to-play game. I didn't pay anything for the game, so I don't mind here or there if there's something I really, really want, you know, buying it for like $5 or whatever. But that's another thing about Apex is that the cost doesn't seem to be exorbitant for all those things. And frankly, I don't care about what my character looks like that much in those types of games, so I haven't you spent don't. any money. You don't, but um, I know a lot of like younger people who play Fortnite are saying, kind of get like bullied into, there's one piece I have to link to it uh, that like people get made fun of if they're just running like the stock look for a character. So they kind of get like pressured into buying something so that way they don't look like a noob. (laughs) (laughs) Which is wild. Which is, uh, I don't even know. I I feel like the best argument for that though is that you can unlock something if you play enough. And so, you know, the people who are susceptible to that are probably just genuinely bad at the game and don't play a lot. In which case, even more of a reason to not give a fuck. You'd think, but I mean, look, as long as people, for whatever reasons, are willing to spend the money, I just feel like companies are going to just keep doing it. Like, someone's going to pay for it. Well, maybe not for long because... One of the pieces of news that we're kicking to this segment uh, for this reason is that there is now a bill that's been introduced at the U.S. House of Representatives that would ban loot boxes. We're dealing with the United States government. Right. Where it's poor establishment, poor corporation. Somebody just get a new check in the mail and it won't go nowhere. Right. Oh, Totally. I mean, it's gonna. It's definitely going to be a fight because I think the game companies are going to be against it. I think certain consumer company or, or organizations are going to be against it. Um, but there is a model for it. It did get banned in a few European countries recently. I don't think in the EU at the at the whole. Um, but uh, I would have to. We'll have to look it up. Uh, I'm not sure which one it is. Let me look. Well, let's get into that right now because. Let's, I mean, my view on that is this. It's gambling. Anytime yes. you put your money in something and you don't know what you're going to get back out, it's gambling. Yeah. And and it's developed for young children because, yes, as an adult, if you put $100 in a game and you don't get anything, you're going to be like, man, I don't want to play this game no more. But a child is going to be like, okay, let me go get mom's credit card and spend another 100 another 100 And it feeds on those children. It feeds on those children. Just like, um, have y'all heard of the controversy with Rust? No. All right. So in the PC market, we have a lot of what they call gambling with skins. So basically is you put in some money or you put up your skins, you gamble, either you lose your skins or you lose your money. So what's happening is a lot of the younger generation are really maxing out their parents' credit cards because they're trying to get this particular skin that they might never get. Oh, my God. Who that's 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 that is a lot. And it's like let's call a spade a spade. It's gambling. 
Yeah, so I just looked it up, and Belgium and the Netherlands have outright banned it because they're equating it with gambling. China and South Korea require companies to disclose what the odds are for getting any particular items in those types of loot boxes. And Australia currently has um, a study going on about the effects of it on younger children. I will say, though, looping back, I was wrong. It wasn't the U.S. House of Representatives. It's the Senate. And it's a Republican. It's Crawley from Missouri. And the name of the bill is something, something we have to protect young children. So I think it's possible that something like that could actually get some traction because there are so many folks who, you know, are all about saving the children. <laughs> yes, but see, here's only one thing you got to look out with that. When you start opening up that floodgate, next mm. thing you know, it's going to be that um, violent gang tax. I know you heard about that a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Actually, or I have not. You what? Can we talk about that for a minute? Oh, we have a few states and a few um, legislators that post a bill where they want to tax violent games. Like if you're over, um, like if you say T for teen, you have to pay even more to purchase that game. It's like a gas tax, just about. Right. We're taxing the wrong things in this country if... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I would say as a, as a consumer of violent video games, I would be opposed to something like that just because... Um, it's a it's another tax, but depending on what it's funding, I, you know. That's generally true. speaking, I'm not anti-tax. Fine, I just don't know if it like will de because I feel like like the whole thing is like, well, we have to make the violent games more expensive because it you know because then the people the kids get violent and start shooting up schools, which you know is no correlation to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, would that even like de incentivize? younger people from playing violent video games anyway. You know, I just feel like don't feel like I don't understand like what the, the rating system is. didn't de-incentivize it and so I can't imagine that a tax will. Yeah. Unless <laughs> part of the bill is like the GameStop employee has to explain <laughs> to the purchaser why it's above $60. Yeah, there's a chart and a little video. <laughs> uh it's not funny cuz I have am, to we watch are it making... within 6 weeks before you make this decision. Yeah. Um <laughs> We're paralleling abortion uh, laws here, in case we, in case that wasn't obvious. <sighs> a mess. Um, a mess. Well, uh, I'm a opponent of choice, so I'm like this. <laughs> I believe if you want to, if, if you want to, if if you want to help children, educate parents, let them know what the rated system actually means, what's actually in the game. Because just implementing a tax is not going to change anything. All that means is you're just going to get more money out of a parent and the child's still going to be exposed to whatever you're saying is affecting them. It's like putting it's pu- putting a band-aid on it. Stop putting a band-aid on it. Find out what the issues is and actually help people, actually develop change. Don't just put a, a temporal fix on something and say, okay, now it's fixed. I'm hearing a call for planned gamerhood is what is what... <laughs> I'm getting out of that. Okay, that's we've gone, we've taken it <laughs> too far, <laughs> too far, too far. Uh, okay, so speaking of taking it too far or not far enough, uh, since we're essentially talking about politics right now, I did also want to discuss uh, Delta Gate, 
considering the fact that they are encouraging, I believe it's the folks who are operating the uh, the lifts that kind of get the airway, like the skyway thing. Like when you're walking onto the plane, that thing that moves, the people that operate that. And like help with the the boarding process and stuff. Those folks at Delta are trying to organize, and Delta is running an anti-union campaign, discouraging the organizing, and has put out a poster <laughs> that says they could save seven hundred dollars a year by not paying union dues. Wouldn't you rather buy a console and some games for that amount of money instead of giving it to a union? So uh, I'll let I'll let you take it away. <laughs> can can we just spend just one minute just laughing about the policy the, the of that right now? I'm down for it. I think we I think we all so, need it. <laughs> we all need a bit to do that. Okay. <laughs> so. Going on to that topic, if we look at it as a nation, unions have been attacked for, especially since this administration has started, even before this administration with right-to-work states, mm-hmm. which a lot of people equate to right-to-work for less. <laughs> but people don't understand that a union is an organization of the workers trying to pass rules and regulation to better their experience. So... When you're making, when you have a union, you're fighting for better wages. Yes, you might save five, $700, but at the same time, your insurance might go up $1,000. So then you lost $300 because you have nobody representing you to fight this. Right. Mm. And yeah. see, and going with Delta, Delta's doing what all corporations do. Let's find something that people understand, people feel that's hip. And equate that with our issues to make us feel like we're cool. We understand. We want you to save money. Come, don't don't talk to among each other. Your boss loves you, and at the same time, they might fire you tomorrow. <laughs> like, sorry, we well, you know you have a family to feed, but uh, like, just think about it right now. That money they're spending on these posters <laughs> could be going into people's pockets right now <laughs> to make that seven hundred dollars. <laughs> And, and, and if you're not cheap. unionized, you only have the time because they're going to work you all day and might give you a 15-minute break. So you don't even have time to look at the poster to save the $700. Lord. So the AFL-CIO, probably more the CIO, um, posted on Twitter one of the union organizers, or I should say one of the... Uh, the workers' responses, which was the cost of building a guillotine. Um, I'm on board with that 100%. I'm glad that uh, we've got some mainstream traction. I have always said that (sighs) if we invest in guillotines, maybe the rest of us will catch up as soon as we start doing what we need to do. Cedric has his head in his hands. I (laughs) I have no comment. Listen, <laughs> I just think there's there's no corporation on earth that cares about their workers. You need to 
if you're in these situations, work <laughs> together to carve out <laughs> dignity and respect for yourselves. That's that's what the whole point is. Mm-hmm. And it is so infantilizing and insulting to say to someone that you could save $700 and, you know, buy a game console with it instead, as opposed to, you know, organize yourself and make a few thousand more dollars and your healthcare doesn't eat up all of your wages because you have someone negotiating what those costs are going to look like on your behalf. Like, it, it's it's incredibly frustrating to see those types of things, but it's it's genuinely good to see the response, whether it's radical or not. I think people have been very clear in saying, you know, fuck Delta. Like, that's that's absurd. It's absurd to be equating those types of old-timey union-busting tactics to what's going on. And I'm glad that we're at a place right now where things seem to be turning the corner mm-hmm. on unionization and, and folks' understanding of the economic situation that we're in. And what Delta does understand is they're actually shooting themselves in the foot. They're saying this is about gaming. They're saying that you can save $700 and buy you a console, right? Where... You have seen multiple developers right now who are overworking their employees. You know, as soon as the game is over, they're sacking them because they don't have union. Right. So basically, you're opening up where people, if they actually read about it, they will get incentivized to be in a union now. You remember Telltale? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's Monday. I know y'all been wonderful employees, but time to go. Bye. They really did. I didn't expect the people to finish the game. Uh, Shout out to the game uh, uh, Gamers United folks. They have actually been really forcefully responding to the Delta poster uh, by really amplifying a lot of the organizing efforts going on in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, in the gaming industry, and essentially, you know, saying, hey, we're in solidarity with these workers, and we actually want them to be in a union because we need to be in a union in order to continue to providing those games because we're in the same <laughs> shitty situation. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you're totally right. You have, They have exposed... Uh, a live wire and folks are really building solidarity around it instead of just making fun of it. It's not just that we're all aware enough that we know it's bad, but it's actually encouraging some positive growth, which I find very encouraging. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. So I want to get to one more topic before we head out. This Mortal Kombat controversy uh, let's provide some context because it's a lot. Yeah, what's what's the context for this? Because again, I read about it, but I don't play Mortal Kombat. Okay. I'm not really familiar so, with the character. So this is spoiler territory. We'll put that out there. Spoiler territory. We, we'll do our um, little sirens here. Yeah. So, <laughs> at the end of Mortal Kombat, you have your main baddie can control time. Once you defeat her, you become the Time Lord where you can go back in time and edit anything. You can change humanity. You can change who won. You can change who were born. You have free range to change anything possible. So what the issue is, is, you know, each character has their own outlook on how they want to change it. Like Johnny Cage want to save somebody who died. Shell Khan want to rule everybody. Well, Jax, being an African-American in the game, he felt that, hey, if I go back, 
change slavery, it will empower my people where we'll be in a better situation that we in now, which is, it was huge just out there just like, hey, if, if I had time powers and I can go back in time, yes, I would get rid of slavery too. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, like, I might I might also, you know, win the lotto and put a couple millions in my bank account too, but you know, these just things I want to do. But you have that people who are so against social justice warrior that they just want to pick pitchforks about everything. It does seem like anything that does not directly involve uplift or celebrate a white man in some way <laughs> is is like problematic <laughs> to anyone who thinks that there's some kind of like takeover of the gaming industry from, you know, liberals or SJWs or whatever. Um, and I, I, I don't sympathize with that at all, obviously. I think it's foolish. I think it's racist. I think it's stupid. But I, at the very least can understand the ideology and and get or at least predict things that would piss some people off. Like the A4 scene in Endgame, that mm. pissed a lot of people off. We talked about it in the spoiler episode. Like, mm. you know, we get it. However, I agree with you. I'm confused as to why <laughs> this particular thing is what they would be upset about unless... We're now past the point of casual racism and we're just full on into the, yes, I believe that Black people should be enslaved ideology. Because otherwise, like, what are you really complaining about? Yeah. It's not like he went back and removed slavery and enslaved white people. Then I would be like, okay, I Mm -hmm. at least understand why they're (laughs) mad, even though, like, LOL, cry more. (laughs) You know what I mean? What, what, what was really distur- what was really disturbing about the situation? If you look at the ending, it it was just like Wakanda. You're like, wow! Look at, all, look at the wonderful things these people made without you know the, the history of subjugation yeah. and slave you know enslavement. Like, speaking oh of, when when people were trying to slight Black Panther and say that it was bad and all that kind of stuff, at the very least, none of them were like. It's a racist movie. This is racism. <laughs> they were just, we have to find a legitimate reason to complain about it because, yes, we are racist, and that's the reason why we don't like it, but we can't say that. And now with this controversy, I'm like, so y'all just really are mad that there wasn't slavery. That's what you're choosing to be <laughs> mad about. It's not historically accurate. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine seeing a storyline about time travel, about fucking time travel, and being like, mm. you know, the outcome here doesn't seem really plausible. <laughs> it's just plain. It's just. It's just cartoon racism. <laughs> yeah, it's cartoon- cartoonish racism. Racism. <laughs> but you're right. Like people are big mad about it. Like you, like when Shell Khan wins, he kills everybody. It's like, <laughs> like wait a minute. <laughs> what it's an you... ending. If you don't like, like, okay, let's say you don't like African Americans, then don't play Jax's ending. You're good. You're solid. You're done. You won't see it. You won't <laughs> have to think about slavery not being a thing. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Oh. <sighs> Racism is a disease. 
it goes back into that thing where everybody wants to jump on something and they're not really getting a full context on what's going to like. One of the other issues with Mortal Kombat that I know you guys have talked about is, you know, they're saying that the women are the same outfits that they've been using in the past are not what they're wearing now. <laughs> it's it's not as easy to sexually objectify them. Like, okay, then watch a porno. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it really is that simple. This it's... is a deaf this is a deaf combat. Like, I don't know who says, okay, we're fighting to the death where I'm gonna chop off your head. And oh yeah, you gotta be naked though, because you know, I don't want to chop off your head if you got it on a shirt. <laughs> Oh my God. I I think that we're just losing that boundary, that balance where people want to be mad about everything. It's an issue about everything. You remember Wolfenstein when you had a, it wasn't as large as this controversy, but people getting mad because you were fighting Nazis? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Oh. If you can't be mad at Nazis, who can you be mad at? Again, I think that we've just crossed the line into, you know, they are they have to defend Nazism now, and and they're doing it. They're ready. They're like, yes. What what's wrong with the Third Reich? <laughs> Why can't I have white power? And then what's really funny is people don't actually realize what they're fighting for. Because remember, if you want to go back into Nazis, you had to have blue eyes, blonde hair. How many people walk around blue hairs by an air? Like, what's going on? It's like everybody wants to fight for something, but the issues that we really should be wasting this energy on, we're not fighting for. Right. <laughs> like uh, wages or, you know, the developers for these games being put in awful, awful positions. I, I really, you know, just to bring this full circle, I, I think that that needs to be a point of contention. I think that there needs to be, you know, organizations dedicated to to encouraging uh, some political education around these issues. Because I see self-proclaimed libertarians, self-proclaimed alt-right people talking about how horrific these conditions are with regard to game developers and how they need to be, you know, working amongst themselves to better their conditions and things like that. Not everyone who I disagree with politically disagrees with me about exploiting workers, you know, because mm -hmm. they do get it. Uh, because it happens to them too in their in their shitty jobs, <laughs> and you know they they know what it's like to be taken advantage of, and in that way, I understand why it's so important to use class as a unifier and to educate people about other struggles, so that you can unite around the one thing that makes everyone you know the same. But we still have to sort out all those other differences. And while I personally don't volunteer to go talk to alt right people about stuff like that, like. You know, we got plenty of white allies who need to be stepping up and doing that work. <laughs> I think the I think the field is ripe for for changing some hearts and minds. And I think that and when it comes to our parties, I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of Republicans are fighting for the issues that they're at the same time fighting against. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, therefore, OK, we want to make more money, but you don't want to have unions. You remember, okay, you remember when they first went off talking about some the Affordable Care Act 
Mm-hmm. And you remember people were saying they don't want Obamacare, they can't stand Obamacare. So what happened is they had these people come out and start listing the individual issues. And they were like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Then they're like, well, you don't like Obamacare. They're like, no, we don't like Obamacare. So then when they start <laughs> telling the people, so they start asking the people, what health care do you have? Oh, we have the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> the silence, that's all you need. <laughs> so what's happening, just like with gaming, we're not understanding the outlier issues that we're getting cheated from. Just like going back to Mortal Kombat right quick. You got to pay $6,440 for all the skins, but at the same time, you got to buy two fighters, you got to buy the season pass, and if they decide to have more characters, you got to buy another season pass. Yeah, that's wild. Full circle. It's like, if you're going to steal from me, at least steal a little bit from me. I don't <laughs> mind if you want to, if you want to make the game $120, yes, I'm going to be pissed. That's true. But I would rather put $120 down and get a full game <laughs> than spending $60, and at the end of it, I'm spending $2,000. Yep. And I and one other point on this, it just makes it difficult to play multiple things, I find. Like, if you are committed to grinding it out instead of just biting the bullet and putting down your $6,000, that means that what else are you going to play but Mortal Kombat for the next, you know, six months, conceivably? You're not going to have time to play anything else because you're grinding to attain this one item. And then once you finally get it, you're burnt out and you don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> By the time you get your item, the next Mortal Kombat is coming out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Remember when we used to play games to enjoy ourselves? It's coming to a point where the player game is work. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to work to get the enjoyment. And that's not what we got into this hobby for. Well, all right. I think that's a conversation. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you're out in the world, you want to get some more Otaku B, you'll find him. Uh, And thank you again for showing up. This was a great conversation. We really appreciate it. Pleasure to have. Thank you. That was a show. That was a show. Indeed. Please, if you enjoyed the show this week, tell a gamer friend. Make sure that you are subscribing and liking the show on your platform of choice. And if you've got some time, please leave a review. You don't like on podcast platforms. <sighs> you rate. Whatever. Rain and review. review. We're in review. Yeah, I know. We're a broken record. But hey, it helps. Or whatever. Allegedly. I don't know. Apple Podcasts be saying other shit. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) We will see you in one week. Bye. Deuces.